that when I had gone off the plane and experienced the Phoenix air for the first time, and like, as you breathe in, all of the liquid in your body um, disappeared. It just evaporated <laughs> and you like lost a little bit of your soul. And I was like, oh my God, I felt this before. Kirsten. I'm Maria. And this is MK Let's Talk About It, the show where two 30-somethings who have been friends for more than two decades discuss what's on our minds and do our absolute best to stay on topic, but fail every time. In honor of graduation and the last days of school, we've decided to really embrace our inner teenager and talk about things we really look forward to at the end of the school year back when we were kids. And what that looks like now that we're old ladies. Um, thought we'd keep it light. I think I still am reeling over the mental health. Uh, episodes and so you know this is fun and light and simple and I just finished school so this will be a good conversation you know I finished it for a week so (laughs) well still it's a start it's a start so okay end of the school year what did you okay I didn't know that we were doing our teenage years I'm gonna have to think what did you what did you look forward to at the end of the school year when you were younger Man, see, I I thought this would be a good topic, and then I knew you'd ask me that question first, and I was like, dang it. I You mean, like, about the actual topic? You thought I might ask you about the topic? That you'd make me go first. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you'd ask me. I'd be like, oh, I'll just pick off what you you say. You know, I so I was kind of thinking about, like, do I want to talk about earlier stories that really pertain to, like, my high school age or just, like, in general – my childhood youth or do I so I've I've literally been thinking about this all day about how I would want to approach this topic but because I work in secondary schools and graduation is upon us I will focus on high school so because I was a bit more fun in high school my we were a little bit more free as teenagers than when we were younger um so and I think I spent at least the end of school really uh being with friends and then over summer break it's like we didn't know each other so that was fun. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed that, but it definitely happened to me. So I know that like starting freshman year, I always managed to have like an end of school year party. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the first one that comes to mind was probably freshman year. I invited whoever wanted to come over. My brother was still in school with us. So I think some of his people came over too. And we had a massive mm. water fight. Uh, out in the street and that wasn't planned but it worked out really well because people had just random like we had water balloons available and the old uh super soakers that we probably hadn't used in in years um it was raining right oh it definitely was it didn't start out raining it did not start out raining but you know summers in renton you never know (laughs) 
<laughs> I think, yeah, it started out kind of, it was probably like grayish and sprinkling, but it was the last day of school, so we're acting a hot mess. And I remember what makes me remember that particular day is that my, uh, he wasn't quite, he wasn't literally my next door neighbor, but he was basically the boy next door, but he lived across the street. We had been friends our whole lives. And that day mm. we decided we were going to go to homecoming together in the fall. So we had already made wow. school plans on the last day of school. That's a, uh, wow. That's like really forward planning. <laughs> I know. It's like, right? Two little 15 year olds. Um, and yeah, so that was fun. Mainly because when we decided, when we decided to go, we ended up being prince and princess for our class but that was not planned Aww. out and that had nothing to do with summer but those are like the little things that stick out to me but yeah so i really liked especially the last day of school where people would come over i think i had a horror movie marathon on one of the last days of school um actually i'm 98 sure that i had a horror movie marathon on one of the last it was probably sophomore or junior year where that happened um it was always good times. It was always good times when we hung out at your house. <laughs> I think that they're still sorry for all the parents of my friends who thought that my household was the safe space. I think there's still champagne like stains and whipped cream stains from one of those parties on my ceiling. I thought it was apple cider. Was it really champagne? <laughs> it was apple cider. No, really. No, That's like a really... real question. I <laughs> saw. I seriously thought it was sparkling cider. Nah, it was champagne. <laughs> oh, you know, there was probably some sparkling cider mixed in, but you know, it was. Every time I told that story, I'm sure I said it was sparkling cider, and like, man, sparkling cider really stains. That's the lesson I took away from that. That listen, that is the story that you should tell. Because then, you know, we didn't break laws, you know, nobody in my household condoned underage drinking. Like, that's a healthy uh, way to explain that story. So, uh, just kidding. It was apple cider. It was the, what is that? What is the sparkling cider called? What's that brand? Martinelli's? Yeah, it was, it was one of those. Wait, so I I don't remember there ever being drinking. <laughs> was, was I like... Was I just like really oblivious or? <laughs> it wasn't like heavy drinking and there wasn't an endless supply, but we like there was, I... there was this, I don't even remember who popped the bottle, but they intentionally shook it up to make it explode. They did. Um, they did. And, but that was, I mean, like that wasn't a normal practice in my household. Like we didn't, we didn't drink at my house like that. That's not the party house for that, but. Like, every time your brother found a way to mess with us, I think, and there was that one day that he, that time that he did it with whipped cream, like you just said. Yeah. And it, like, it, they just got it all up in my hair. And, you know, my hair was, wait, was it long back then? It yeah. was long. It was long. I think when this happened. And, because I did chop it off senior year. And... I remember it just like was rotting, like it was souring <laughs> in my hair, and it was so funny, nasty. And but... I tried to wash it out, but I like really couldn't until I got home, and I was so grossed out by like just the smell, and I couldn't get away from it because it was on my head. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny, but it is because 
especially when my brother was home for the shenanigans, he really loved to pick on my friends. Um, he was just <laughs> so horrible, especially to the girls. He was just so horrible um, to you guys. And I was an easy target. You... I know I like, I really, <laughs> jump scares really got me really easily. Um, I was terrified during all the scary movies. I like honestly was pretty oblivious to a lot of things. So approaching me to spray me with whipped cream was probably pretty easy. <laughs> uh, such a jerk, that guy. Love him. Such a jerk. <laughs> him and, uh, uh, was it Micah? Micah? Micah. Actually, Micah was a Maybe. sweetie. He didn't actually, he probably left, but he did probably. But he was at one of those parties. I think he was at the horror movie marathon party. And that's, this could have been in the summer. I can't remember where all these like get togethers fell in. But I, it's just, it just reminds me of all the same stuff. But it was the one horror movie marathon that you actually laughed your way through and not laughed as in like a self-defense mechanism like you were just trying to like alleviate what you were feeling in terms of the horror but the horror was just so bad like the graphics were was so it bad children of the corn children of the corn and the first ex- like the original exorcist i think were the two movies that you actually watched and i just remember the whole night you were just like rolling like you're like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen <laughs> it's because like their car was full of corn I, <laughs> I was like why is this ominous but also i think we were saying that they got shucked yeah well you were saying they got shucked <laughs> i definitely i was because you were corny and that's not meant to be a pun but you were super corny back in the day it was great when was I not? I was always corny. <laughs> I probably still am. Just a I still am corny. That's a good little thing about you. And then I think I'm a lot corny. You're a lot corny. And then I am. <laughs> I am. Listen, she's corny. I am. You guys. It's great. <laughs> she's a super nerd, super corny. She has all the good values. Um, or characteristics. Characteristics, not values. Those are not the same. Mm. <laughs> I value corniness. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long month. Look who I married. Yeah, I think I do. Super cheese ball. I love it. Yeah, he really is. So <laughs> I do value corny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. So also, what happened every summer when we were in high school that I know we we actually got together was every summer we'd go to UW. And we'd spend a week on oh, campus. You weren't there. You did the central one. That was spring break. That wasn't. Summer. I did. I did it like two years. And then I did the central one. And then I didn't go to the rest of them. Oh, because you were too cool. I don't remember why. Maybe that's why HY was always in my group. I was always with her. Probably. Like she was at gear up. Well, you just were friends. She was my ace. <laughs> we did everything together somehow. Or yeah. some version, some version of something. If I was in one thing, she was in the version of the other. Like yearbook and journalism. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But yeah. Oh my God, this has nothing to do with summer. But I love Central. You talk in your sleep. Yeah, I do. I learned that that, that week. 
No, no, no. You learned that. You learned that at UW because you roomed with me when we had that awesome view of the graveyard at UW. I thought that was at, well, not the graveyard, but I don't remember that at all. That was, that was creepy. Central. I was not thrilled about that. No, that was at UW, our first ever gear up. And then yeah. Central, I roomed with someone else. I don't remember. Oh, I stole Did your you clothes. Room with HY? I stole your clothes at Central. Oh my God. That That's was so what happened. Mean. I think I roomed with HY at Central. No, I thought it was you, but it was I'm still not over that. I mean, I'm to be still fair, not over that. like this is what we're talking about when it comes to like sexual harassment, se- like all of those little things that are now like, I mean, they're super crucial and important, important. But when I think about how people come out and tell stories that are 30 years old about like an instance that happens, that's kind of cringe, but you're also like, they were 12. And so you have to like kind of navigate your thoughts around it. And that that's a total cringe moment, like stealing people's clothes when they're taking showers and then forcing them to like go somewhere or to be stuck or be naked. Like that was that could probably get me suspended from school now. At that least. Pro- you're right. But at least suspended. I remember it also was like two of the the like least likely to stand up for them people <laughs> like i think it was me and et oh yeah probably yeah and, and super cringe we were just stuck and we were like what 15 yeah that was like no well i was happily 16 and there were boys there yeah it was so bad you know what i humbly apologize for my I forgot about that. dumbness in <laughs> high school that I thought was funny because really <laughs> it was totally inappropriate. <laughs> but I laughed uh, in the moment. <laughs> there were three people who did that with me. Maybe Ooh. Jay? Maybe. JC? Maybe. She's always down for a prank. HY definitely was a culprit in that one. Yeah. And then... They're usually down for pranks. Who else was, is? Was ES with you guys? She was like not normally a part of yeah. our group, but she was at that trip. And I feel like she, she was with me. you guys. Yeah. She roomed with me. Yeah. Sorry about that. Kids, don't do it's okay. that. Don't do that to your peers. Now that I have to be the yeah. adult and take students on trips, and I'm, I'm really debating on whether or not I want to go on this overnight trip in August. Um, thinking about the shenanigans <laughs> when I was a student, I'm like, oh, and it's worse. Like kids are like worse now. Um, <laughs> well, you know what was so funny? Because when we did that, like I remember, it was like super novel to have a phone in the dorms that we could call each other on, right? Because it was like, this is a line that goes directly to the other people. We don't have to call their house. (laughs) Like, we don't have to risk the chance of having to speak to their parents. Like, we could just call this person (laughs) on our dorm phone. And, like, that's not a thing anymore. (laughs) That's definitely not something that people will celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, instant contact is pretty normal. Like, that's something that we geeked out on exists all over now. That's so funny. Was that the same trip? Was it the central trip the same trip where we, um, we pat, do we pass notes outside through our windows? Yes. But we were high okay, up. We, we were like, that was, we could have died. 
if we had done that wrong. No, well, we did. We we passed notes, but two of our windows were much closer than the other two windows because there were three rooms that we were in. And so someone had to risk it and go outside and slip a note under the other room's door. Yeah, after hours. And I think one of us got caught and the chaperone had said if we got caught outside of our rooms after curfew, we would all have to go home. And obviously she didn't follow through with that. But I don't regret, bro. I don't <laughs> I feel like it was me. I feel like I was the one who got caught and it just scared the crap out of me. But yeah. And then we had like a knocking system. Yeah. Through the walls. Yeah. It's so funny what you can come up with in like three days that we had all these things that we came up with. Oh, my God. Because we didn't have phones. You know what's going to happen now is that I'm going to go and find the photo albums that Fuji gave me when she passed on the torch of the job. And um, I'm going to find pictures from that central trip. Real talk. We might have to, Uh, like, put happy faces over people because we don't, you know, to be respectful. But this is definitely going on the blog. Because there's a lot. Like, there's, I think most of my, those summer, like, those summer and spring break trips were the ones that happened, um, that I have pictures of, were the ones that happened freshman and sophomore year. Um, more so than mm. any of the other ones. And we were so cute and young and obnoxious. And we learned about banana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember that. I think that the one thing that I really, I don't, I am so glad in many ways that social media did not exist when we were younger. And also cell phones because I can't, ima- we got into enough trouble with AIM. Rest in peace, aim. R.I.P. Um, but uh, the the one thing that I would have appreciated, I think, would be just the ability to have so many photos and like easy access to pictures. Because now it's just like back then, you you know, you had to have like a real camera with real film mm-hmm. and. It was more, you were more conservative with what you actually took pictures of because you might run out of mm-hmm. space or you might like not have any more film. And so I feel like I was very conservative with picture taking back then. And I wish I could go back and look at pictures of us and see, oh, that's the summer. That's the year that I got whipped cream in my hair or that's the year that this happened. So that's the, I wish, I wish I had more pictures True. from that time true i i would absolutely agree i'm I'm also kind of thankful though that we don't have a lot of pictures because like that's true we could have also gotten into a lot of trouble we could have gotten into <laughs> a lot of trouble and i think that also i think and this is totally made up shit right now but my ability to remember things back like that are older so back in the day before there was like all this instant stuff i have a i feel like i have a lot of memories like pre-cell phone like that are really in-depth like I can really tell you mm. like really intricate details of something that happened when I was 13 or 11 if especially if it was such an important moment that we'd want to take pictures versus now where you have stuff out all the time like Facebook has the memory thing that pops up every day and I I mean I find joy mm-hmm. in some of those Facebook memories but then sometimes I'm looking at this stuff mm-hmm. and like I don't remember anything about why I posted certain things that I posted 
And well, sometimes they're so cryptic because we didn't have like true. as many options. Remember when it was just like Maria is true. Kirsten is true. And you <laughs> felt like you needed to follow that sentence structure. <laughs> you had to. And like you couldn't say like what your activities were. You couldn't do whatever. And so I just I feel like when I started using technology more and I, I think this is I mean, even when I'm thinking about when I work and I'm like, if I'm physically handwriting notes and creating to-do lists that way, I definitely remember it better than if I just, you know, Mm. type it into a a Google Doc or whatever. And it's just like this just old school way of thinking that I've managed to hold on to. So like, I, I think I treasure memories a little bit different because there's such limited access Mm. to to recall them like it really takes more work to recall them and so i mean yes and thank god for no facebook id snapchat because i like to think that i was mature at 14 15 16 but you know (laughs) the reality is weren't you the girl who was snatching clothes from reality is I was all down to break all the rules. Like I remember there was one summer I got picked to go to the National Youth Leadership Summit in DC. I was 16. Um it was my it wasn't my first first, but it was like a in terms of distance. It was my first kind of solo trip across the United mm. States. I was super excited. I had Fuji as my mentor and like my supervisor, my adult person, but like she had her own responsibilities at the conference. And so like we spent a day together before the conference started. And then I was just lumped with 30 kids and people I didn't like four adults that I didn't know. And like, I remember the first night I met the students, there was one guy who was super dope and I've talked about him before and he's not dope now, but I liked him then. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in a city I've never been to with a guy that I just met happily 16 and we went on a walk. This kid could have murdered me. I don't know. I did not know this human, but like, that's what, like, I did not have a care in the world when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and that's how I know that I lack maturity. Cause like I, we strolled all over DC, like at midnight. Wow. At 16, this stranger in a strange land and, I, I mean, I enjoyed every minute of it, and obviously <laughs> he didn't kill me, um, and nothing inappropriate happened. We literally just walked around, and we talked, and we got to know each other and got to learn our histories, but, like, that, <laughs> again. Yeah, I have a lot of things I can look back on and be like, yeah, that was a terrible decision. Terrible. I was not a good decision maker as a teenager, <laughs> as teenagers are not designed to be yeah. because our brains aren't developed, so... You know, it's okay. And when you mentioned that thing about memories being stronger, it's so funny because you said we had that water balloon fight and I was like, oh, it was raining. And the reason I remember it was raining was because it was one of those like hot Seattle days where it was warm at one point or maybe it got hot enough even though it was cloudy and then it started raining. And there's just like this certain feel to the streets Mm -hmm. and like a certain smell that happens when the rain starts coming down and it's like hot asphalt and, and mixed with everything else. And so I very clearly remember being in the middle of your street and having it start raining right when we were gonna start this water fight. And that's just a very vivid memory for me. I don't know what year it happened, but I know that it happened. 
It was definitely the end of freshman year because I had my sophomore homecoming date. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, we can like connect the dots with other information that we add in. No, you had some really fun parties. That was really great. I think I was the, when you started talking about this, I like immediately did the flip. Like when you were like, I think I'll talk about high school because it was so much more like freedom and fun. And I immediately was like, I would rather talk about when I was even younger. When you but... went to all those camps. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I did. No, because um, I think I would, I just immediately when you brought this topic up about summer, mm-hmm. um. I immediately thought of because, yeah, my family's from Hawaii or my mom is. And so every summer up until I was in like fourth grade, Mm -hmm. as soon as school was over for the kids and as soon as school was over for my mom because she was a teacher and and then like, well, at that point she was only a teacher, um, we would all pack up and we would leave. Yeah. Well, no, because before, because I thought maybe she was doing her other stuff. But back then, she hadn't gotten her other degree yet. Oh, okay. But she was a teacher. Like, that was her one thing that she was doing instead of later when she was doing multiple <laughs> things. <laughs> but she, yeah, we, we would pack up and then we we were gone. We would be in Kauai for the whole summer and just stay with my grandparents. And it was just really nice and you know it's funny because I didn't like realize that's not what people usually did and I think people probably had like a really weird idea of what we were doing <laughs> or like my lifestyle because we're like we go to Hawaii every, every summer. summer no we, we go to Ka- we go to Kauai yeah right we go to Kauai we stay at my grandparents <laughs> yeah well it's just like there we go to their three bedroom house and we all cram ourselves in there <laughs> and make our grandparents deal with us <laughs> and i don't know it was just really that sounds wonderful it's just really f- nice memories i don't have a ton of them cuz i was a lot younger and then of course we had to stop going later on cuz my brother and then my my oldest brother and then as we went down you know started going to college and <laughs> um it's really expensive to go to college what? and it's really expensive to go to hawaii so this we had thing? to trade off capitalism is that what right? you just said i feel like we need to throw that word into every <laughs> yeah. every episode somehow budgeting family budgeting <sighs> family budgeting is horrible. what i'm going to call it <laughs> that's awesome though but yeah so then we had to stop we had to stop though mm-hmm. So then we, I think there was a, like a two-year gap where we didn't go. And then my mom took my sister and I back uh, for a summer. And then, which was really weird because usually it was all of us that went. And so it was very strange to just be <laughs> the three of us. Um, and then I didn't go back again for like 10 years. Oh, wow. That's a big gap. Yeah. Ooh. But it like lots of good memories. It was really nice. I'm really happy that I got to know my grandparents um, in any way that I could because I know when there's like a big distance, it would have been really easy to not know them at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I was very fortunate to get to go spend time over there and spend time with them and 
just get to be in their space and see where my mom grew up. And of course, you know, that as a kid versus now as an adult, when I know more things is very different. But that's usually what our summers were. I think the end of the year also makes me think of uh, my mom used to bribe us for, well, I don't know. We used to, like, if we got good grades, we would go do a special thing. And our special thing was that we'd go get high tea. So I don't remember where we went. We would go get high tea. So when if we had good grades, like our report cards were good, my mom would take my sister and I to, I don't remember where. It, it must have been like a hotel in downtown Seattle. And we'd go have high tea. And it was really fun. And we'd get all the little treats. And we were very amused by sugar cubes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that never happened in my household. Not at all. To be fair, though. I think it only like three or four times. I I mean, as an adult, I did. The first time I ever did high tea was actually in Hawaii. And that was dope. We went to this oh. little shop. It was somebody's birthday or a series of people's birthdays. And um, they were mainly my sister's friends. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I got invited because I'm fun. And I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. High tea is super. You are. It's actually a really fun experience. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected to like it, but I actually, I enjoyed it. But yeah, childhood. I like all the food. <laughs> I I'm not, I love like little cucumber sandwiches. They are delicious and they're refreshing and they're light. Yes. So like. And then all the heavy stuff. There were like a <laughs> that lot they of include too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Like you, like young, young uh summers like middle school and younger no even younger um you know i constantly talk about being the youngest of seven and you know Uh our income again like if you asked me i would never have told you we were poor but we were probably poor at some point like it was was probably inevitable Mm -hmm. with that many mouths to feed that you can't kids are expensive right um but i think my parents worked really hard to make sure we had um, experiences. Mm. And so um, I didn't do a lot of traveling per se. Like we definitely didn't go to Hawaii. The first time I ever went to Hawaii was in 2011. So like I was a full adult, but um, Mm -hmm. I remember um, it was one summer, it was right around 4th of July ish. um, And I remember we were driving to LA and it, and it was high. But I remember we woke like my parents <laughs> woke us up super early. I remember it being so mm-hmm. dark, and we piled into our Aerostar, like our dark gray. Oh my god, we had an Aerostar too. <laughs> like those things are boss for road trips. I don't care who you are. Like it was, it was, and you know, it was pre seatbelts, pre all that good stuff. So like. You know, it mm-hmm. definitely was not big enough to fit all of us technically, but we all crammed in there mm-hmm. and uh, we drove to L.A. And I remember we stopped. We must have been taking one on one at some point because we stopped at the the Redwood Forest. We saw Paul Bunyan. Oh, nice. Um, and I just I had mm-hmm. like these really weird. I was like three or four. I was turning four. I remember I was turning four because we had driven home. And in August, mom and I had flown back because my aunt was pregnant with my cousin and she was going in delivery. Oh. And so my mom wanted to help my aunt. And so we had we had flown back. So it was 
was just before I turned four. And it was like the road trip was so it was probably like almost two days or not two days, but like two nights. We did not show up to my, my grandparents' house until it was very dark and very late or very early in the morning. I'm not quite sure. Um, like the next day, maybe longer. I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember jumping out of this Aerostar and running to this door to this house to see this person I have never met. And oh, wow. just kind of the adventure of that road trip. And then we spent, I think, maybe a weekish week. I don't know. I can't tell you. I know mm-hmm. we went to Disneyland. I don't remember going to Disneyland, Ooh. but I know we went because um, I've seen pictures. So I like to That's think like that the I, words. Re- <laughs> I like to think I remember it, but I remember the teacups. <laughs> <laughs> my my mom would always say that when I would be like I've never been to Disneyland and because they would be talking about how my siblings went mm-hmm. and she'd be like you went you were a baby and they'd show us pictures and count. then eventually when I was older well, well eventually when I was older <laughs> realized that's not me no what <laughs> that's my sister that's hilarious <laughs> lies lies i've been told i've been to disneyland my whole life and it wasn't true (laughs) that is so funny well we need to go to disneyland i mean i hate roller coasters and i hate big crowds and i don't Um, really like fair food but i think my son should have the experience i'm willing to suffer through (laughs) one time hey they have restaurant food they do it's it's changed a lot and i actually really want to go to the star Mm -hmm. wars stuff i'm not gonna lie Oh, yeah, we skipped that last time we went. I super want to go to that. But, yeah, I we did. We walked through. The road trips were, we also, the year before, again, around 4th of July, the year before, so I was I was turning three or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. We also did a road trip in our Aerostar to Idaho to see my mom's folks and her, and her fam Woo-hoo! fam. And I'm pretty sure it was Idaho and not California, but... I'm sure if, if I asked my sisters, they would confirm or deny. But one of the trips in our Aerostar, it was midday. It was hot AF, like hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aerostar. Could be either one. Aerostar is in the late 80s, early 90s. Air conditioning, not a thing. Not mm-hmm. a thing. And mm-hmm. it had the little windows that you slid, like, to the side instead yeah. of the rolls. <laughs> Those are barely windows. Those, man. So we slid because the- <laughs> it was so hot in the car. We slid the windows open and kid you not, more heat just blew in. And everybody was like, you could not escape it. It was so horrible. And I just remember, like, oh, no. I, I hadn't thought about that heat really until many years later. I was in Phoenix for a conference and it was like May, uh-huh. it was May-ish. And I had never been to Phoenix, but I know Phoenix is hot. And it was just so dry that when I had gotten off the plane and experienced the Phoenix air for the first time, and like, as you breathed in, all of the liquid in your body um, disappeared. It just evaporated (laughs) and you like lost a little bit of your soul. And I was like, oh my God, I felt this before. Um, And I had just immediately remembered this road trip where we (laughs) tried to cool off. By opening the windows and just more heat oh, came no. in. Man, and those Aerostars <laughs> didn't even have opening windows in the back. It was just the like middle seats yeah. that had those sliding windows. Yeah. Yeah. And the windows were like a fake tinted too. They Ugh. weren't even like 
So they yeah. like also brought in the heat with, and it's just like, uh huh. I mean, it was kind of meant to sweat you out. I think I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna knock on Aerostar, but I'm pretty sure they wanted you to experience a sauna um, on some of your adventures. <laughs> <laughs> we took my family took a lot of um, road trips too, and we took them in the Aerostar too because it was all around that same time. Um, but we. We went a lot because my we have I have an aunt who still lives in Wisconsin. Okay. And we would like as a family, I think sometimes for events, right? Like my cousin's weddings. So like three of our families would caravan together mm-hmm. across the <laughs> the country <laughs> and we you know, we would snake around to different things like going to Mount Rushmore. I don't even actually at this point know what the Corn Palace is, but we would always go to the Corn Palace. <laughs> um, we would go to like Yellowstone and it was just like this big trip that we would take and we'd stay at hotels and be with our cousins and get to hang out. And my parents had to bribe us. Did your parents bribe? So... This is probably very, very privileged, but um, to get us, because, you know, like, I did not, me and my sister, we did not get along um, for a very long time as children, and if ever, <laughs> and to to get us to not, like, make the car ride unbearable, um, our parents, like, we would start the trip with a roll of quarters, I don't think we got to hold the roll of quarters because that would be too prime of an opportunity to use it to hit someone. But um, (laughs) we got a roll of quarters. I'm just thinking when you're in that like really angry state, you never know what's going to (laughs) happen as a child. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) we would get like our quarters taken away if we did something bad, like if we started fighting and our quarters were our souvenir money. Oh, smart. So if we stopped somewhere and like it was cool because my parents kind of started collections for us. So then we had something we wanted to get when we got to a gift store. So my sister collected shot glasses and I collected spoons (laughs) because we couldn't collect the same thing. Naturally. That was not going to work. We had to have different things. So one was the blue sound, the other one was the old lady. Got it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my spoons. Hey, um, my mom collects spoons too. It's but I just think that's clever because, you know, we had those travel games. My parents tried to get like those trivia games. But, you know, after hours and hours of being in the car, <laughs> you can only go so long without someone like picking a fight, especially, you know, we couldn't watch movies in the car. Um, one trip, I think it was really memorable because we, for some reason, had radios. And we could radio to our family's cars while we were driving. <laughs> like that we were going to pull off at a rest stop, you know, because we didn't have, there was cell no phones, cell phones. No. And that was just like a really exciting thing. That's so <laughs> fun. Well, that is, we didn't go on enough road trips to, I think, for my parents to have to do a gimmick. Although they may have done something with the older kids when, when the two road trips I referenced. Mm. Because, you know, three, four, I could care less. Like I was going on an adventure, basically. Yeah. Um, but that is, I mean, if you have more than one child, especially if they're fighters with each other, that is smart. 
Fortunately, I only have one and he loves to just watch the world go by. So he's actually pretty calm <laughs> in the car. Um, but yeah, so like, or later, like elementary school age where I can really remember the trips we took, like my mom would do a lot of research. Like she's really into history and, and um, things like that. So she would do, she would do a lot of research and she just find these little, these little pockets of, um, I don't know, like just ad- adventure, just pockets of adventure. We, dr- I, I mean, I probably have seen all of Washington at this point um, because she would learn about, I don't know, something like she learned about the Flaming Geyser. And so we went to the, and that's not far, mm. but so we learned about the Flaming Geyser. So we went to that park, but, you know, Black Diamond's right there. And she learned about the History muse- Museum and the coal mining. So, we had to stop there and then they have a delicious delicious bakery and little little restaurant so we had to stop Ooh. there and so now that that's an adventure that i i've taken my son on where i'm like oh you have we have to go experience this thing and we're going to do it a lot because guess what this bakery is bomb and we're going to have to go back all the time mm-hmm. but it's like you know my mom packed us up and we would go on hiking adventures in just little, mm. you know, not necessarily hard hikes, but my, my godparents, especially my godfather was, he was a huge hiker. Um, and mm-hmm. so he would introduce her to things. And as kids got old enough, he would introduce the kids to things and then we'd want to share it with each other. And so like growing up, like before high school, I felt like a lot of my summers were spent on adventures with my mom specifically and then whatever kids mm-hmm. were still around <laughs> because they yeah. started graduating. The, the life of the youngest. <laughs> so, you know, and then. And then they dwindle and then you're the only one there. Yeah. And then you really got to like make fun for yourself because your mom is like, dude, you're old now. Like, go figure it out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she wasn't that bad. <laughs> wait, wait. I would like, I have a proposal. Yeah. Your mom needs to start a um, travel blog. That'd be dope. And call it pl- call it pocket full of adventure. No, pockets of adventure. Pockets of adventure. I love it. Yeah, Do I'll it. tell her. Do it, Kirsten's mom. Um, <laughs> I will let her know when we get off. I will go tell her. Be like, this is what Maria said, and now you have to do it. No, yeah, she's so good at finding things, and like as an adult now, I we have all of these things and all of these opportunities and all of these, like the beauty of our area is just so Mm -hmm. wonderful. And I think so many young people don't take advantage of it because we've gotten also so used to like this tech surge and we just spend so much time in our own houses and we experience our friends and we experience the world through video games um, that are have become hey, so hey, lifelike. Some of us are indoor kids. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just think like in general, right? And like even I was just joking about today because we were watching um, Pepper Ann. I don't remember if you remember Pepper Ann, but it was out in the late 90s, early what aughts. What the heck is it's Pepper Ann? That came out in the early aughts, late 90s. Um, it was one of my favorite shows as a kid. And um, so when I get home. Ringing zero bells. Girl, Disney Plus, find it. I'm gonna Google it. You I'll should, Google it later. Should. I'll Google it. Um, it's just and it's it's a tween it's a tween show. It's a a lot like a lot of those really popular shows in the late '90s. It followed basically that 12, 13 year old girl. She was always the lead. She always had a, one boyfriend and one female friend, and 
they had shenanigans and um I've introduced my son to a lot of my childhood cartoons because I really don't like new cartoons and it was so funny because the episode that we were watching today <laughs> before I left to do our podcast is um <laughs> Pepper Ann's household is introduced uh to the internet like high speed and when, when I say high speed we're talking high speed circa 1999 uh, high speed internet do, 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 do. and <laughs> exactly it's tapped into the phone line you can't use jack crap if you're on the internet and she gets lost in uh the internet while she's supposed to be experiencing spring break with her friends and i'm like man it's so amazing how we were told we were shown this in childhood what this could end up looking like if we didn't like get this ish under control and here we are 20 ish years later and no, it was already too late for me. Dude, I was in the basement playing video games for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knocking video games. I got Soul Calibur. I love, I got Soul Calibur, spent like 18 hours you, the first day or two that I had. Did them. you ever go down to the little um, uh, arcade on third when you were a kid? No. Oh my God. See, this is the other thing about youth and the 90s. And parents not not caring, but it was like it was just like a different world, right? My brother and I were probably seven and eight, just itty bitty little people, had pocket change, and we would walk down our ginormous hill Whoa. and go to third. We go to the arcade over on third, and we would go Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat. Um, that is so. What far. was the other fighting game? Oh, was it called? It was just like Soul Calibur. We would play all those oh. games, pinball. Like I am not knocking video games in any way, shape, okay, or form. Okay, wait, 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 but... wait. You were, you were my son's age doing yeah. this. Yeah, my brother and I used to go on all kinds of adventures in downtown. We would <sighs> walk like when Holy the crap. new Fred Myers was built. We would walk. We walked down there to go see what it was like. We used to walk to the old Kmart together. Um, not for real. And even when I was younger, even younger. My sister, who's four years older than I, so, you know, my brother and I were only about a year and a half apart. My sister, my other sister is four years older than me. And we'd walk down to like the little, I mean, I call it a corner store now, but it wasn't a corner, just like the Chevron. We'd walk down there and we'd like, we'd have like a dollar a piece and we'd go buy a crap load of candy, uh, Minute Maid sodas, and then we'd climb up our big old mm -hmm. hill and we'd sit outside and get people like try to get each other to laugh and to snort beverage out of our nose. Oh, That's no. That's what we would do. But, like, I was, like, <laughs> four or five walking with my sister, who's, like, eight, down into, into downtown and just, <laughs> you know, and, like. Yeah, no, see. In sixth grade, do you remember, um, what was it called, City Year? City Year, they had that, that youth program for a hot minute when we were in sixth grade. And so I'd catch a bus in sixth mm -hmm. grade. And like now people do this all the time. Um, kids are on buses all the time, traveling all over the place. But this was not a normal thing. But in sixth grade, I'd hop on a bus in downtown and take it all the way into Seattle to some BFN part of Seattle. Like, just living my best life, going to do this little city year project thing and volunteer, whatever. So. Yeah, no, my family was the complete opposite. And I think, like, we've even talked about this before when we were talking about growing up in the Pacific Northwest, that your family did all the hiking stuff, and I didn't know 
like anywhere outside of the places that I usually went existed. That's because you always were in Hawaii. <laughs> so not kidding. No, well, kidding, no, because when I was older, I wasn't. But it's just that my parents, like, we only ever went to the, like, certain places. And even in our neighborhood, there were some other kids who lived here. And we have, like, I guess there was an agreement between the families who moved. I live on a dead end. And then the street behind us is a dead mm-hmm. end. And so there's no, like, we the yards connect. So they had a deal that they wouldn't build fences so that the kids could have, like, a run of the place. And that's what we did. Like, we always had to be within the neighborhood site because all of our parents could look out the back windows of the houses and see where we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were limited. And there was like, it's like the opposite. <laughs> like, we had our own little enclosure and going down the street to that Seven Eleven would be completely out of the question. That's so, yeah, that's so funny. I, if I had known you when we were super young, my parents probably would have let me walk to your house. Like at seven or eight. That's nuts. Without really thinking. Like, because they knew where I was going. They knew who to check in with. And I, I think that's what's so different about parenting then versus now is that, like, we are way more protective of kids now. <laughs> For good, bad, and in different reasons. Like, we're very, it's just, it's a different world. But yeah, I I would go on all kinds of grand adventures that I probably shouldn't have. But I was always with like a, a sibling, Oof. you know, and summers were like the best because like I remember my dad used to have this old Datsun that used to be parked in front of my car or not my car in front of my house. And um, and my, again, my sister and I, we probably watched something like um, My So-Called Life or some sort of teen angsty show because that's what my sister was into. And and I, I did everything that my siblings were into. Like, I don't know if I really had an identity of interest until my 20s. Because mm-hmm. I, I really just absorbed mm-hmm. pieces of my siblings and then said, I like this. I don't. I, yeah, that must be like a youngest sibling sort of yeah. thing because I feel the same yeah, way. St- I still think there are some things where I'm like, do I actually like this thing or do I handle it Who because so and so in my household <laughs> loves it, you know? Um, but yeah, we used to go down, get our little snacks, get our whatever, and then we'd sit on the hood of my dad's Dotson. Um, and absorb the sun and burn our asses because the, the hood of his car got so hot. Oh, but, you know, it was, it was the 90s. That's what you did. And I think the other big thing about summers that I loved, but I also hated because it took away from some of these adventures, um, was uh, musical theater. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, dad, I mean, dad was always a performer. Um, and then when I was about mm-hmm. six, um, or just before I turned six, he was cast in a show with Puget Sound Musical Theater, which it doesn't exist now, but it was it was pr- a pretty heavy community theater back in the day day. And uh, he was cast in the show. And then all of a sudden, like summers were often connected to either dad performing, my sister performing, mm. um, my dad directing. And so we go support or we're stagehands mm-hmm. and doing tech stuff. And um, which like when I was younger, especially when I was really young, that was very exciting. Uh, and then I, as I got a little bit mm-hmm. older, um, 
it was less exciting and more irritating because I was like, I want to go do this thing, but now we're stuck doing this thing. It's very time. It's very like all consuming. <laughs> yeah, it very much is. But and then in hindsight, like looking back, I can only look back at it with like, I it it's so much a part of like I love musical theater. Like I really do, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't get access to because often like musical theater, Broadway can be very expensive. And Mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, I have some really incredible talent in my family that made it possible to, you know, find loopholes that, you know, something that would have cost my family a fortune to go see and be a part of uh, was now like, Oh, now I just Mm -hmm. have to volunteer. Like I used to sell concessions when I was six, Mm -hmm. you know, or like I was a cute little usher. Or, you know, like, whatever. So we could see these shows. Um, and so I've seen I've seen so many uh, different kind of shows, from musical theater to operas to, um, like, symphonies and, and everything in between because, because of that. So, yeah, it's in, the, in the moment, I both loved it and hate it because I'm also, like, I'm a big cheerleader, so I love watching my family on stage and seeing them do the damn thing. Um, but, you know, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. You know, I think about all the things that we did in the summers, and I'm just like, some of them or a lot of them at the time were things that, you know, I had to be forced into doing, maybe. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't, you know, general teenage angst would have just preferred to just be lazing around or I don't even know what I thought was important to do with my time at that point. But things like that and like what you were just talking about, I think about that in terms of my kids and how I'm going to have to give them that whole like, you're not going to like it now, but you're going to like love the memories of Mm -hmm. it. It's just like uh, repeating. I'm my parents. (laughs) Like I am going to be my parents. At some point, my son is not going to want to do the things that I'm talking about. (laughs) And I'm going to just have to like repeat that. I'm sure age old saying of you you might not want to do it now, but you're going to appreciate it later. Absolutely. Like, I mean, my my oldest already, I took him, I was like, okay, I have a surprise. We're going to go shopping or we're going to go somewhere. And I took him and we, we get there and he goes, oh, we're going shopping. What if I don't really like shopping? <laughs> and I was like, who, who, who? And it was because I took him to a plant nursery because we were planting the garden that he's always bugging me about and that I always, you know, kill. Um... But and then we get in there and I could have been like, okay, you don't want to go shopping. We won't go shopping. But I made him go in and he was like, oh, it's a plant store. And it's just like, okay, hearing you talk about that and remembering it myself with things that I didn't necessarily want to go to. But my parents forced me and just thinking future these kinds of conversations I'll be having with my um, what do I want to say? My inevitably sassy son. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear all of those stories.
Oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what we have to do now? What? We have to talk about our old lady. Okay, that we've talked about summer. Maybe finish up with like our old lady stuff. I like can't even think about summer yet. Like summer doesn't really exist to me right now because I'm in the thick of graduation stuff. And I, every year, every year, it is such a hot mess. Like every year there's just stuff that, there's so much paperwork to do because of all the the new initiatives at the state level that they like have trickled down and it has impacts that they don't understand. So like all these other pathways that students can take to graduation, like I have to fill out a paper for every single thing and then I have to create a tracking document for every single change that will have to go to my registrar and then keep reviewing it and making sure that the transcripts are all very accurate so that the students, while I'm I'm gone during the summer, so I'm not going to be there to ask any questions or fix anything, I have to make sure everything's like perfect before I go. And graduation is in less than a week. And students, of course, as teenagers do, and this is like, perfectly understandable because this is just how their brains work are waiting until the last minute to get everything done is that just a teenager thing <laughs> and it's just like day after day yes i think i think the brazenness <laughs> that comes with it like it doesn't seem like it's that stressful no. to them yet like it only became stressful right now when it's like past yeah. the due date <laughs> sorry um I just, it's just like the little things that they're still not done with. And it's like the really simple things that they haven't gotten done. Well, like the high school and beyond plan, which is yet another state mandated thing that is usually pretty, it could be really robust. But again, like nobody talked to anybody about how that's going to fit in anywhere. And now it's more like just tasks that have to be done and not always meaningful. And So I'm trying to get students to finish that. And what else do they need to be doing? Washington State history for students who didn't take it for some reason in middle school. Um, And then there's just like classes associated with everything. And then credits are changing all the time because teachers are working with them to try to get them to pass classes. And I'm constantly having to review what's changed and bugging teachers to ask them, like, did this student complete this? And if not, then I have to start emailing and calling parents and keeping the principal in the loop. And, you know, I actually have three other grade levels I'm supposed to be doing stuff for. Not at this time of year. (laughs) Not at this time of year. No, and I hate it. This is my least favorite time of year. And then I'm so glad when graduation just happens and then Mm -hmm. it's done. And then you just, like, work to clean up anything. But it's just so much to try to fit in to the last Mm -hmm. few weeks of school. I'm... mm -mm. And then, like, someone will send out this thing that says, oh, there's this new program over the summer, but you have to talk to your counselor before you can join it. And it's just like, um, (laughs) what? This is not a good time to, now I've also got all these students who want to talk to me about doing summer running start with a week left of school. Yeah. Our timelines and our deadlines and all those things and how they um, all fall at the same time is a hundred percent ridiculous and i don't want your job 
and that is I just like I'm so tired (laughs) like I come home and I just want to like roll over and I sometimes I do I just take a nap because I just need to nap and like reset my brain because it's just working overtime the whole thing and then you know like randomly you have oh this student just brought up suicide ideation so then you have to go like all right I've got to put everything to the side and bring attention to this or any other emergencies that pop up and master scheduling and like making sure everything's set for next year and making sure that I'm doing all my like closing my office so like for me I can't think (laughs) of summer at this point I know I have things that I have set up like it's my parents 50th anniversary we have things arranged I know Father's Day is like right Mm -hmm. after school ends I know that there's like my family coming into town and my cousins getting married. like I know all these things are happening but they feel very theoretical oh crap I'm in a wedding in like a month so all these things feel very (laughs) theoretical (laughs) but once graduation is over I think I'll have my brain back I don't know you also sound like you have a very busy summer and so I um I don't know what to say to you other than like I am sorry that your job sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just right now, I think it's good that it happens at the end of the year because it gives yeah. you so much time to forget about it. And what's interesting about your current <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is probably true in every building, but um in your particular circumstance, you have a chance to build systems that hopefully that what you create this year makes it a little a little bit easier next year. But it doesn't help that, especially when it comes to graduation pathways and standards and all that, that there's still like misunderstanding and miscommunication and reliance on kind of the wrong people to track, um, to ensure that students are doing what they need to do to hit those pathways, whatever it is. And like, it's... I trust I hear all about this is I it's actually very much a part of my day but I currently can be like "Mm, I'm happy to like brainstorm with you and help support you but like technically this is not the problem I have ninth and tenth graders see CTE is my last choice every single time like CTE pathways are my very last choice because they're so confusing and they're so strict and it's very hard to explain to families like it's very hard to explain to families in general graduation requirements because they made them so convoluted it's just like unnecessary the way that it's so confusing when i first heard about the 1599 changes and 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 just with that i think we talked about this last time it was i it doesn't even help that, like, even our state superintendent's office, like, they've also kind of, I'm not going to say close their doors, but it almost feels like they're making a lot of decisions and they're rolling out policy or ledges rolling out policy. And they're not um, even explaining, like, I know, like, I obviously work in CTE and um, not obviously, I don't know if I've ever said that out loud in, in one of our episodes, but I work for a CTE department. And I was having a meeting with my boss and he was just like, yeah, there's like these weird laws and policies that exist that like actually are a huge hindrance to students and to the schools and to staff 
and there's very little that they're giving, um, um, very little room that they're giving to talk about how to fix it and simplify it. And I imagine it's going to stay convoluted for at least another five years. And then they're going to be like, ha ha, there's this new pathway. And here's what the feds told us because SBA is no longer, we took that away, but now the feds <sighs> are like, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I, you know, it's, it's just complicated. And yeah, I, I think about like when we graduated and I, even see people that we talked, like graduated with us and I hear some of their, their memories of graduation and those requirements, which are obviously very different. And I don't remember anything like that. Like, I don't remember um, any real requirements like that. Like, I think right, I never, always on like, track. The 13th year thing became a really popular thing. I don't remember ever having to do anything regarding the 13th year. Um, I mean, I did volunteer hours. I don't remember ever being a required thing. I did it for NHS. Okay. Maybe this is it. Maybe that's why I'm like so oblivious. I said, maybe that's why I'm just so oblivious to like people who are telling their stories. I think you were because you were on track. You were on track. And for AP, that instead of making us go do volunteer hours during some sort of testing, like there were these hours that were dedicated to testing or something and like seniors and juniors didn't have to do it. And everyone else had to go do service projects. But if you were in an AP hey, class, we see, had to go study. It pays to be in a rigorous course. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. So... <laughs> I don't know if that's like I maybe would have preferred I mean, the project <laughs> instead of studying for probably three hours I, straight. I know I definitely didn't study when we were <laughs> supposed to study, so you know. <laughs> I I don't even remember. I just remember that in when we had it with Mister Day, and it was yeah. AP U.S. History. Um, I always had, I think our tests were always on Fridays and I always had archery on Thursdays and I had archery mm. in Puyallup and that it was very far on a weekday during rush hour to get there. So my studying consisted of me asking my dad who has a <laughs> PhD in history <laughs> questions <laughs> and being like, so tell me more about this era. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my studying because you know that was before we didn't have a light yeah. in our car i couldn't like read i oh, it was man. dark <laughs> that was my that was my studying okay wait 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 wait. you need to i no i'm saying i that was making me happy i loved hearing mr day's class oh i i mean i sucked on all of those ap tests like i don't know where any of my knowledge went when i was forced to take those tests um, because I retain, like you asked me now, there's a lot of information I can spout out. So maybe I'm just not a test taker. Anywho, Summer, I, I probably are so dumb. Tests um, are dumb. I definitely prefer papers, but whatever. That's me. Um, I, I mean, I had, okay. Hold on one second. My opinion does not reflect the opinion of my employer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's I'm glad you said that. Generally, in every single just, episode, just CYA where we talked about something with our work. Just know that that is that is the truth. Yeah, I'll, I'll put like, it on the website. I mean, you're <laughs> now going to be a lead, right, next year. And I talked about how much I love my job, so we talk a lot of shit about our jobs. But at the end of the day, like, even with all the BS, we show up, we enjoy doing what we do, 
for the most part. And blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I, the end of the school year isn't for me as stressful, at least right now, as it is for you. Thank goodness. I mean, there is stress. We're supposed to be planning these summer programs. But like my role is just so different. I think if I were facing having to deal directly with students and deal directly with parents and have to like count on them to do their ish, I might feel some type of way, especially with the pressures that I have in terms of our grant administrators and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I'm the middleman. So like I get the pressures from both sides, but how I get to mitigate that and deal with that is is my own um process and so (laughs) you know we got a few summer programs we're planning i'm working more of the summer than i anticipated i was really hoping to take a significant amount of time off but i know i'm working uh probably half of it but fortunately i don't necessarily have to go into the office to do that i just have to be available attend some meetings make sure that my staff don't kill each other or any kids um you know just the simple things make sure our transportation actually shows up for our trips that's also a big thing so it's like a lot of i feel like Uh, it's our first year as a team doing summer programming that's specifically ours and we're not relying on any other department to do anything and there was just a lot of missed communication uh between the district and this like what we need to do and mm. that's that's nobody's fault it's just most people don't write down steps and policies and that's something that needs to shift because like if we're going to be a an institution of systems we should probably create those systems where everybody has access to them um, but that's need to have an institutional <laughs> Anyways, memory notes so regardless of what happens at the district level i have new requirements for my staff um but yeah i i do know for sure that i'm gonna pack up my kid and we're gonna go to the ocean for about five to six days um, I wanted to go longer. It's just nice. going to be the two of us, I think, which will be the first trip the two of us. It's just been the two of us. Um, and so that Ooh. will be interesting um, and fun. And uh, it'll just be nice to get out of the the hustle and bustle of the normal day-to-day stuff. So I know I'll do that. But I'm also back in school mm-hmm. and my classes start in two weeks. And so I don't know what those classes will look like, but I feel like I'm taking a statistics class. And not that I don't love math, because I do love Oh, yeah, math. that's usually I don't like stats, Ugh. because I never learn how to properly do it. I need a calculator. Mm. And so I'm about to go down to one of our high schools that our program just bought a bunch of calculators for and say, hey, I need to borrow this <laughs> for the summer. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, but so I'm in school. I have that. And there's... Starting in July, I think I'm out of town every month for a work conference. So July, mm. I have to fly to D.C. In August, we're going to oh. Spokane. In um, September, we're going to Houston. And in October, we're supposed to go to Salt Lake. And I just, there's nothing about that that excites me. Um, so I'm trying to, like, mentally, emotionally prepare for all of that <laughs> travel, especially to the places in which we are traveling. Um, but I am like what I am excited about and it seems stupid because it is work related is that um, that I have to work on over the summer is that there's been a, a core team at the district office that has taken upon themselves to create uh, equity training for our college and career team. And we've been doing a training uh-huh. every month and we have like a seven or eight part series and we're about to do a continuation next year. So it'll be a continuation series of probably about seven or eight trainings. 
um, including a, a full day, all day retreat kind of thing. Um, but so Ooh. for one of the conferences, the one in, in August, we actually are presenting uh, about our PD and kind of the intentionality about around it and kind of what has been some of the um, the the outputs, what's happened post having experienced some of these trainings. And so we're going to do that. So I'm really excited to put mm-hmm. together a presentation where um, our all of our state uh cte partners will be there and uh it's obviously a choice session so however many people show up so that'll be cool we also applied to do that present that same presentation but maybe a little bit more in depth uh in the october trip i think it's october yeah the october trip so um we did apply for it to do the september one uh, unfortunately, we didn't get it. But like, it's just really exciting to see because I don't really think about the work that I mm. do as being groundbreaking. And I don't think about um, the work that I do uh, being anything that any like nobody else is doing. And one of my colleagues was like, no, like legit, this is not happening anywhere. And you guys have been intentional and you guys have the way you've even gone about creating the trainings and how you go about how you even present it like to the very last detail has been um super impactful and it's like you got to talk about it you got to promote it you got to tell people about it because if people are going to say they're about equity yeah being about equity and so and i know my team like our our whole college team has a long way to go in terms of like really embracing some of these core trainings um especially the internalized piece which is the most important if you're going to do anything externally but Mm. that's neither here nor there we'll get there um you know well, maybe we'll get there. <laughs> I'm going to chip away. But like, you know, so I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to take my son to the ocean. I wanted to, the plan originally this summer was to take him to D.C. But uh, those tickets are ridiculous. And I'm like, if I'm going to pay that kind of money to go to D.C., oh, if really? I'm going to pay that kind of money on a plane ticket, I'm going to pay that kind of money to go overseas. So then we we're pushing out the trip to go to Ireland yeah, then we're I... looking at those tickets, and we found good tickets, but uh-huh. then they kept adding on these additional fees. So my sister's kind of tracking. We're still hoping to go in October oh, for no. um, Halloween, where it all started. Uh, but if we don't go this year, we'll go next year. But oh, you know, I just kind of looking forward to sleeping in and sitting on my deck in the sun doing homework. Is that weird? There, ne- there better I really be hope sun. Why would there I hope not be sun, sun this year? This year. Like it's June. We live in Seattle. July and August are always nice in Seattle. Yeah. So the year that I got married, I specifically remember it was like crappy. The summer was so bad. Right up until like the the day of our wedding was the nicest day. It was the nicest. It was the hottest day. And I know this because one of my very sweet kids that I worked with the year before had um uh was neurodivergent and one of the things that he really focused in on was weather 
And I went back to visit him and he had a very good memory for numbers and dates. And so he remembered, I told him my birthday once and I told him when I was getting married once, like in passing. And he will, I think, remember them like probably forever just because he just stores that sort of thing. And he, when I came back to visit the school to volunteer for something, I ran into him and he's like, your wedding was on the hottest day (laughs) of the year. (laughs) Well, there you go. And it was a hot day. And that dress that I was wearing, like, it did nothing. But. It, it was a hot. And you got married sorry. outside. And then we danced the night away. I have those pictures, too. And it looked like home. Usually it's not like you. that bad. <laughs> I had a nicer dress. I mean, true. You absolutely had a nicer dress. Um, But that was a fun. Sorry. That has nothing to do with summer. Not really. But I loved your wedding. Like some summers are so nice and some are just. I guess I should see what they're predicting. I I would be happy to not have the heat wave that happened at the end of June last year. If I can skip that. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be cool. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily, if it's warm and rainy, I don't mind summer rain. And so if it's going to be rainy all summer, as long as it can maintain at least 75 degrees, I'd be happy. Even like 70. I don't ask for a lot. Um, I won't be. I, I need it to be sunny. <laughs> I do need some really wholesome vitamin D in my life. Um, because I haven't, the one, it was probably the warmest day we've had so far. It was a couple weeks ago. I sat on my deck from like, it was right after church. It was probably right after church. And I came home and I put on my brand new bathing suit because I, it showed the most amount of skin. And I just sat in the sun i did absolutely nothing i just sat in the sun from like 11 i love it sunset so it's just like this is just what and i gotta burn i gotta burn damn it but it's fine i'll be okay i love it and i support it i support just sitting outside like a lizard i do that too and i just Mm -hmm. sit with my eyes closed and i bask and I feel like a little gecko on a rock or something. I just it's so nice. It's so nice. Honestly, yesterday was actually a really nice <laughs> day when I got home from work, and I was so tired because I stayed up so late to finish those papers for class. And um, both my mom and my son were in the living room when I got home, and I'm like, "It's too nice. We gotta go outside. Let's go." And so I was like, "Come on, come on, kid, let's go." And so he happily got up. We went outside and we sat on the new swing. And I was just swinging. He was playing on his little tablet, and I was just swinging in the swing, kicking my feet so it would go over and over. And then he slowly passed out and fell onto me. And then in the process of him passing out on Aww. me, I, like, leaned to the side so he could actually get comfortable. Um, and then I passed out. And I was like, this yeah. this is my summer life. This is what I want all of nice. spring, all of summer, and the good parts of fall. It's just sitting on this swing. With my kid, maybe a book. He can have a tablet, but you know, something. That's like there's a there's an Italian say- saying for that that my dad will always bring up when we're just like on the deck at their house, just being in the sun with each other, not necessarily even talking. Um, it's dolce far niente. That means it's like the 
the pleasantness of doing nothing, like the the sweetness yeah, of do doing nothing. That. Say it one more time. Do it. Everyone Dolce do far that. niente. At least for a week. I feel bad that for people who don't have summer, so. Yeah. That's, That's why, why it's hard to leave. It education. really is. I I mean <laughs> I can hate everything else and a be lot like, of but time, man. It's not really time off, because like I said, I'm still working all summer, although technically I'm not required and I'm not supposed to. It's not in my contract. So I know I'm gonna be working a lot. Um but it's nice. I am also working right? over the summer. I mean, to it's do inevitable. Stuff. I mean, in education, that's, I mean, that's always the biggest thing, right? People, the biggest complaint is not necessarily like, yes, there are absolutely across our state or across our country where educators get paid crap. I don't think that's a as big of a problem in my specific area. Like they definitely deserve to be paid better, but they're paid decently. Um, Y'all's district is like the lower yeah, I mean, it is one the lower, in the area. I know what's crazy. Sorry, <laughs> this is so sidebar. But so um, my grant administrator is trying to get me to extend all of my staff's work days to extend our contracts. And in the process, she's sending me the annual salary of staff in our partner district, not saying who the staff specifically are, but like generally here are the roles and what they get paid. And they're all full time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we're 200 days. And at 200 days, we're making basically the same amount as the highest paid of the 260 people. And I'm like, you really (sighs) want us to move up? Like, if we're already meeting everybody where they're at and they're working full time versus us, like, "Mm, like, mm, let's talk about this. Um, So, like, in the grand scheme, I'm like, but, like, we could be the lowest paid in our general area, but I still make more money here than I worked then when I worked in Hawaii, working 15 hours a day, every mm-hmm. day, all day, having to pray Ugh, for my it. leave to be approved because it was never like a guarantee. Like, I know at least right now when my leave is, even though it's the most expensive time to have any type of leave, so you can't really go anywhere unless you are making more money. Like, it's built in. <laughs> like, I know, like, oh, I'm hitting my breaking point. I, I need a day off. It's coming. In my old job, yeah. I never had that. Like, and you couldn't just take a mental health day. That was actually a new thing that I instituted as other people's bosses where I was like, oh, you need a day off. Here, take it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I will, I can complain about a lot of things and I will always joke about, not joke, but I'll always say that I need to get paid more money because I feel like facts, all of educators in all of their roles need to get paid more money. Yeah. But yo <laughs> like, the struggle was real in hawaii <laughs> it was real and um there was no i don't feel like i had nearly as much um gratification of doing the work even though i really believed in the work i don't i think it was harder to feel even the long term the things that take forever really appreciate what you're doing because it was such a struggle i was constantly stressed out i didn't know if i was gonna be able to pay my bills and feed myself mm-hmm. and then when i got pregnant let me tell you something whole nother world a whole nother new slew like stress so like that being said i get summer break (laughs) i get it okay even like work i get it and i know it exists and i'm like get it i don't have to do it today if i don't want to do it today and that is 
something that I, I will hold precious near and dear that unfortunately, not fortunately and unfortunately, that's not true for all jobs and all professions. So. I mean, other countries do. We just do like, it wrong. We just do it wrong. Like everyone in Italy right? is gone New in Zealand August. has their 30 day where people pick and choose which time of year, but it's usually one of two points of the year. Japan has it. Australia has it. Like everybody we should just be do it required, wrong. should be mandated to take a minimum of 30 days off every year. Yeah, maternity leave, paternity, we do everything wrong. Anything that like gives you a break, we do wrong. There is a wrong answer. Other countries have capitalism. They still don't do shit wrong. Yeah, you're right, you're right. We just stuck at it. Because we just were okay with playing the consumer, the poor consumer, making the rich richer. I mean, I still buy things from Amazon. I don't need to buy shit from Amazon anymore, but I still do it. Because it's convenient. And that's what America's problem is. They look for the convenience and they aren't willing to like, we don't want to put in the effort to challenge these systems. I mean, there's some people, obviously. And if someone really went hard about anti-Amazon, I would probably go too. I'd be like, all right, I'll go straight to the source. No, they just dangle a little grant. They dangle a grant in front of people who do want to change it. And then they work really hard and they make some impact. They but do, then they, they take the grant PR. away and then they stop. They do great I just mean everyone in general. That's <laughs> just how it works here. <laughs> If you want to change something, you'll find a really short-term amount of money and then... Like my job. You'll lose it. Oh, yeah. Yay, summer. And I'm going to find all of our pictures from summer things that we did together and maybe our graduation. Oh, goodness. Do it. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was recorded on Muckleshoot, Duwamish, Stillaguamish, and Coast Salish land. Visit our website at nkletstalk.com. Find us on social media at nkletstalk. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. In, in the words of my baby, the end. Yep. That means the end. I, was, I mean, I figured, but I was <laughs> like, hmm.